Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I really appreciate you. I I always have to say this at the beginning of the podcast because I so appreciate you being here, those who listen, those who comment, those who send me messages privately. I, I appreciate all of you. I started talking about sexual abuse, especially grooming. And today I want to talk about just sometimes the connection between sexual abuse and depression. But first, there, there's so much that sometimes we don't know about what abuse is. And there are lots of women who and men who have experienced sexual trauma and is in shame. And so let me give a trigger warning first at the beginning of this, because sometimes just hearing the content can be triggering for some people. So if you've experienced sexual trauma uh, or know somebody or is supporting people and you're triggered by this in any way, I want you to stop the video, stop the audio, Take a deep breath, walk away and, and return to it if you can. If you can't listen, then, you know, be okay with that for yourself. So there are many times that there are people who experience sexual trauma, but don't know that it, that's what it is. And they live in a lot of shame. So this morning I was talking to a colleague of mine about uh, our sexual abuse group that we're going to do and talking about sometimes a layer that we don't address that often in our groups, we talk about this. When I, I run groups for women who are healing from sexual abuse, it's a 12-week program called Journey to Freedom that I wrote. Uh, the last group we did ended in January, I think it ended, December, January, somewhere about there, the last group ended. And we're hoping to start a new one in May. It's a 12-weeks program. So we're talking about this layer that we don't talk about. And maybe you will identify yourself in this group. So a, a, a woman, a young girl, not a woman, a girl who is between the ages of 12 to say 17 is not having relationship with a man that is 25, 19, 25, 30, 40. It's, it's not possible because, and I know sometimes when you're 15 and when you're 16, you are, you are labeled and you are shamed into believing that you did something wrong and you didn't, you, you were groomed. And even that can be difficult to hear. And so I want you to know, and, and I'm saying this because there are many people that are living in shame. And I want you to know that if you are, then it you didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't your fault. And that's all I'm going to say about that here on the podcast, because I know that it's a, it's a very difficult subject. If you're supporting someone or if you're from a culture that blames women or blame the victim, maybe this might be helpful to you as well, just to know that they didn't do anything wrong, but because they are at different stages of development, brain development, and that's where we make decisions. That's what we used to make decisions. This morning, I was talking to a friend about some decisions that I want, I want my, I'm hoping that my 16 year old will make. And when we were talking through it, we knew that some of those decisions are frontal lobe decisions and a 16 year old is not really, they don't spend much time in their frontal lobe. They're mostly in their emotional brain. Decisions are emotional. And so this decision that I want him to make for, that I know will affect his future 
is a frontal lobe decision. And so as we were talking about it and laughing, we were realizing that I'm going to have to make the decision as much as I wanted them to make the decision, um, because I think it's important and they'll get more value out of it because I know more, because my brain is developed, because I understand and can reason more uh, from cause to effect, I know that I'm going to have to guide my husband and I, we'll have to guide that decision-making process. And it's the same thing with any other decision that you need to make in those stages of your life. So if there's a grown-up that is in your life that is controlling you and manipulating you, then you're not making a decision and I, again, I said, if you're supporting someone in that place, just know that a decision is not being made in the same way that we would make a decision because we have more information available to us. We have the benefit of experience. We have the benefit of a developed brain. We have more information available to us. And so we spend more time in our frontal lobe than a, a 15, 12, 13 the children basically don't because they're in that stage of development and they're they're not fully functional. Their brains are not fully functional yet. And so that's why decisions are different. And so that's why the onus is on the adult to make the distinction and to not forge relationships with children, basically. that That's why it's important. That's why that's so crucial. People are making, people are at different stages. But I know from the culture that I'm from, oftentimes, if you're a woman and you experience sexual trauma, you get blamed for it. And we don't give responsibility to adults so that adults can know that uh, it was fully me. I make that decision and I need to take responsibility for the decision that I've made. So I'm sharing this because if if that's you and you've experienced uh, trauma at that those stages in your life and you are living with a lot of shame because you feel like you you did it you you couldn't have you didn't do it you weren't making decisions for the same reason and i have to say that even for the person who uses sex as a coping strategy it's the same it's the same it's the same reason I, and i'm sharing this because i want to free someone who maybe this is your story. I want to free someone who maybe have held it against a, a person, a family member, a child. Sometimes mothers ostracize their children and blame them for the abuse. Um, and, and I've said things to children that cannot make decisions, right? And these, the, these are things that conversations that we don't have, but they split families. These conversations of split families down the middle, and you might be on the side of being ostracized and being on your own and isolated because you've stood your ground or because you've defended or because you've advocated for. And I know that these are complex things and not so, they're not, they, they need processing, they need understanding, they need learning and growing through. But I, I want to say that if this is your story and if it's, this is your family story, that it's important that you take the time to heal, that you take the time to understand it, that you learn how to release shame and understand the stories that are around your story that is causing the shame. Because And why I'm sharing this is because one of the story that is around the story is shame. I did it. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe it was my fault. Maybe if I didn't, maybe... 
and all the maybes that is imposed upon us through society, we take that on and we begin to, we begin to, to practice it and to also tell it to ourselves because we believe that we have done something wrong. So it's really important to, to know this. If you're supporting someone, and I do most of my training in churches, so I want you to know this as a church. I want you to know this as a people so that if you're working with young people and if you're supporting young people, that we know what to look out for and we know how to help keep vulnerable young people safe. But I, I'm, I'm sharing that and I'm talking about sexual abuse and depression. Now, research shows, especially the adverse childhood experiences, that people who experience trauma in childhood are twice more likely to have depre uh, depression, especially if you've experienced four or more. And even now we know one. So if you are, if you've experienced, this is your story and you have persistent low moods. And if you're living with, whether it's persistent low moods, but you're managing, because there are people with depression that manage high functioning, they go to work, they look after the children, they do the shopping, they pay the bills and you're coping, but you're living with persistent sadness. And this is a part of your story. That could be the root of the sadness. If you are, have chronic depression where you're not functioning, you live on medication, but you're still not coping. You, you spend more time in bed. You can't, you can't go to work. You take time off work. Sometimes you might not be employed because the depression is so chronic that you can't work, you can't function. And this is in your story. Sometimes when we do, it, will, it won't take it away. But if sometimes when we process the trauma, when we process the abuse, meaning processing mean finding a safe space, uh, a group like I run, uh, counseling one-to-one, a retreat, you might start the, con the, the conversation there. As you start to talk about your story in a safe space, the people that are guiding you and walking on your journey with you will be able to help you to understand your story, to hear your story, to hold space with you, to witness your story as you share it just as it is, a space where people are not telling you how to feel, they're not telling you why you should feel the way you feel. They're not correcting your anger. They're not fixing anything. A space where people are just listening and witnessing with you this traumatic incident that you have experienced. That's what I mean by processing. So it helps you to be able to understand it, to learn from it, to see where there are misbeliefs around your story, to help you to reframe the story and to put it in its right place to help you to have the correct narrative. That means the correct story around your story. So you can speak to yourself in ways that are kind and compassionate and gentle. So you can release shame and guilt and fear and all the other stuff that comes with it. So as you begin to do that and the understanding, sometimes you're, you'll find that that your mood will start to lift. Uh, maybe there are more, there might be more things there to process, but sometimes your mood will start to lift. So there's a there's a definite connection between the two. If this is you and you're experiencing those things and you're not understanding why, but your underlying story was tr sexual trauma, then I would encourage you to get support to begin to heal from that so that you can you can be free. 
so that you can release shame so that you can live in freedom because you can live in freedom. Your story, you don't have to be held captive by your story that you didn't do anything to be ashamed of. And that's why I started the way I did, because I know sometimes the trauma started like that and you feel like you were making some decisions and there's a lot of shame because you felt you made the wrong decisions and you don't know that other people were making decisions for you. And this is what it is. I want you to know, as I said, that you can find safe spaces to heal, to process your story, to, to live free, to live free and not be held captive or allow your story to hold your ransom. Uh, or the silence that we, we have around it. And sometimes that's why the depression comes because we internalize hate and anger and we turn it, to in, we turn it inwards, the hate and anger inwards. And because we do that, then it's it's like a crushing weight that we can't live with. I want you to be free. And I'm going to end with this verse. As you know, the stories that shape us, we we it's from a Christian perspective. So, beloved, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.